Hi, and welcome once again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. You know, when driving along, as has happened many times, there's a caption on the back of vehicles. It was one on the back of a truck, and it simply read, Don't forget to remember. Well, in this particular message, I will be speaking from the theme, Lest We Forget. Stay tuned. You will be blessed. On this the eve of Remembrance Day, or as some refer to it, Memorial Day. Still others are Mystic Day. The day when we pause to remember the dead. Those who gave their lives in wars. Those who fought that you and I might enjoy this freedom. Remembrance Day is usually marked by the celebration of fallen heroes. Thus, we tend to visit grave sites. In America, it's the Great Arlington Cemetery. With thousands of plaques, a place in remembrance of the fallen heroes. Parades, the laying of wreaths, all a part of the sentiment of sorrow, if you please, and of gratitude. Gratitude with the full and fresh awareness that had they not given their lives, you and I might not be alive ourselves today, but because they gave their lives, we are blessed. Still, there are families and communities of those who were amongst us who may never have been to the battlefield, who may never have been involved in handling armaments, but their lives so impacted us, so impacted the community, so impacted the society, that their departure has left a keen void. There is something about this business of celebrating the dead. Now, while it is true that this business of Remembrance Day and uh, Mystic Day and also the Memorial Day, whatever you call it, it's not a part of the liturgy of the Christian church. This is, not, this is not a part of what the church has as 
doctrine. But I believe it's in order. Therefore, I join with those who hold that it should be and what is the reason why it cannot be a part of the life, ministry, and yes, the liturgy of the church. We've had pioneers amongst us. We've had warriors, not on earthly battlefield, but spiritual battlefields, who have been fighting and warring, and they, they are no longer with us. You may not find their name in some symmetry, like with a military badge. But many of them are sleeping in symmetries. Many of them are in their graves this morning. But the thing I want to bring awareness to is this, is that you and I may not have been blessed the way we've been blessed, may not be where we are today, had they not. I said, had they not come our way. Grandmas, great-grandmas, grandpas, Aunt Sue, Uncle Jim, Come on, the man on the neighborhood. I called a neighborhood man like I met years ago when I was in Philadelphia. Didn't have car, didn't have none of that. Had to ride the bus, trolley, and L and everything else to get to where I wanted to go. But one day I came down, I noticed the same man, same man out there wiping down his Fort Fairlane, Fort Fairlane, just got wiping it every day, wiping it down. I said, oh my God, man, you're going to take the paint off got the courage to walk over to him and said to him, I said, you're going to clean the paint off this car. And he spun around and looked at me and said, young man, do you know why I clean this car? I said, no, I, I, it's, it, it's always clean, but why? You, what? He said, because, you see, when I was young, I was told that if you save what you work for, you can get whatever you want. I've worked hard. I'm now retired. I bought this car. Don't you ever ask me why I wipe it. Fine, I walked away, went and caught my bus. It was a while later, I, I saw him again, out to do the same thing, and I just passed him. I didn't say nothing to him this time. Wisdom. I passed him, and I passed him, oh, yeah, he said nothing today. I said, <laughs> I said, no. He said, young man, you got promise. Young man, you're going praise. I watch you. Back and forth. Look like you're always going somewhere, doing something right and decent. Keep it up. And one day, you have a car that you can wipe. I don't know his name. His name is not important. What's important is that I can't forget him. 
I cannot forget that man. I can see him now with a hat on, a straw hat, wiping his car down. Folks, there are people that have come in your life and mine. They've made deposits. They have influenced us. And they may not have had a gun in their hand or sitting behind some super uh, uh, machine gun shooting bullets everywhere. No! But they impacted your life and they impacted my life. And they are worthy of remembrance. So lest we forget. I'm bringing this little message today. You see, it is, it, is, it, is, it is incumbent upon us that we learn how to do what F.W. Broham, an Australian author, said. This is what he said. He says, it doesn't matter how much sorrow is associated with the loss. Sorrow must be celebrated. Because if you look on the situation, you'll find something about the situation that brings a smile to your face. Sometimes it's just when you think of what that person said, or, or, or you think of how they looked, or you think of some funny way that they used to conduct themselves, or some impactful manner that they had. And, and before you know it, it's going to change your mood. Are you with me? Yeah, your heart aches because they're not here. They're gone. But wait a minute. When I think of what they left behind, when I think of how they impacted, when I think of what they have given, my God, don't you think we ought to just pause this moment right now and give God praise and honor those who were with us but no longer here. Well, as always, we have three points to this message. The three points will be constructed around the reflection on the lives of three biblical characters. One, the death of Moses. Two, the death of Joshua, and three, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. All of them, but more than any of them, lest we forget the death of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned. You'll be further blessed by this word. There's a passage that we go through, you know, Sometimes it shocks us, but it, it is indeed a pathos. It's a pathos because you experience a deep sense of distressfulness. You feel distress. I want all that are hearing this word today that when you meet that moment when it seems like you become utterly distress, watch it, because it will lead to utter hopelessness. Get somebody around you. 
Surround yourself with somebody who, who, who will be able to get you to see from the same perspective other things that can help you to regain your confidence, be able to take another step, be able to move on a little further because we are all writing epitaphs and they are all going to be telling your story when you're gone. God help us. The Bible gives you a few. I'm going to ask that you will turn with me. Number one, but you got to be dead to have an epitaph on your stone. Am I right? So I'm going to talk about Moses' death. Is that all right? Let's talk about Moses' death. When you talk, when I'm talking about Moses' death, you would go to Deuteronomy chapter 34. Chapter 34, and let's, let's look at verse 5 down through 8. Is anybody getting anything out of this? So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died. Oh, Lord. He died in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. Got this? And he Buried him in the valley in the land of Moab. You see it? And over against Bethpeor. But no man knoweth of his sepulcher unto this day. Which means God is the only one who knows where Moses' grave is. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not what? Nor his. And the children of Israel wept, watch this now, for Moses in the plains of Moab. How long? 30 days. Let's just say a month. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses, what? There's a point where you don't weep anymore. Now, this, it's different to tell people, don't weep. It's the timing here. The operative section is the timing. There are some things that you and I cannot do anything about. It's done. What we're going to have to do is figure out how in the world do we go forward. And we go forward by celebrating what they did. Moses served God's people. 40 years. And he was, and he died just like all of us will. And guess what? He's buried. But what blesses the world today is that Moses did some stuff that time and death can never erase. I'm trying to get happy here by myself. Time and, 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 and all that goes on in the world can't erase it. Don't tell me that he never counted. Moses was a remarkable man. His early life, even infancy, was remarkable. God, who knew that Pharaoh wanted to kill the Jewish boys. 
Just like the devil wants to kill Bermuda's boys. But his parents hid him for months. And then when the crucial time came, he took the child and put him in a little marine vehicle and sent him down the stream, and he ends up right at the feet of Pharaoh's daughter. The fact that he would be ending up right at the feet of the enemy's daughter. If that don't get you, he ends up living in the enemy's house. He's living in the house of the man who wanted him dead. Oh my God. The one that's killing others, but yet here's Moses in the house. Come on, somebody say, it's in the house. And the devil may have plots and plans for your life, trying to take you out. But our God is so awesome until he'll hide you right in the enemy territory. Well, have you been blessed? I sincerely trust that you have been, and I hope that this word has inspired within you the blessing of remembering. Lest you forget, this word is for you. And so until next time, when we shall come to you with more concepts for living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.